Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-hosts, Shelton's very own Tyler Pajolki, and of course, co-host producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to rate and review the show. That really helps us out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholke, and at Jacob Double Underscore Gonzalez. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler is back and Jacob is here in studio with me. We'll discuss James Harden finally reporting to Houston Rockets training camp and LeBron James and Anthony Davis have agreed to new contract extensions with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll also preview week 14 in the NFL and we'll set the stage as the playoffs in the TSK show fantasy football league get set to kick off this week. All this and more on episode 172 of the TSK show coming up right now. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 172 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me on the phone, my co-host, my A1 since day one, Shelton's very own. Tyler Pachalki. Tyler, what's up, man? How you doing? How was your uh, Thanksgiving? How was your week off? Uh, up with the family? How was all of that? It was it was all good, dude. It was a really good time. Thanksgiving was good. Uh, me and me and my new nephew was was dope. Obviously, I got to spend a week with him. So yes, all good. Yeah. Yes, we talked about it uh, before you left. Thanksgiving was all about family, and I'm glad you got to spend some time with your family and, and get to meet your new nephew. Yeah, I- I think the last episode was the day he was born. So yes, it was. It well, the last episode you were on. Me and Jacob went uh, yeah, went yeah, last week. Yep, yep. the last episode I was on. Yep, and uh, sitting across from me, of course, on the board, our co-host, producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Jacob, what's going on with you, man? How you doing? Uh, same, man. Just hanging in there, you know. I know, man. <laughs> Just another day, man. This week. We were talking. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording. Tyler, there's been some drama at work. And it's just it's it's been some hectic days around here at the radio station. I just wish it was Friday already, but amen to that. I woke up this morning thought it and I thought it was Thursday. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me that was the first thing you told yeah. me when I walked into the studio. You were like, uh, "Man, I thought it was Thursday." I was like, "Nope, we got a podcast to record tonight." I wish, and even Friday's not even my weekend, so no, you got to work on Saturday yep. too. But all right, let's let's get into it. But before we talk about James Harden and the drama in Houston. I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Just took the comedy out of the target center. What a play. Rebound on here. He went in on 
finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. So last week, I ended the show with my shout-out, shouting out LeBron James, because it was the same day he had announced and the, the Lakers had announced that LeBron was signing an extension. Lo and behold, the next morning I wake up and Anthony Davis signs an extension uh, with the Lakers. But we'll get into that in a minute. I wanted to first talk about uh, the news out of Houston. James Harden has reported to Houston Rockets training camp finally. He is going to have to pass a... I believe it's six consecutive coronavirus case tests. He's going to have to test negative six times before he is allowed to resume basketball activities with the team. Uh, And the reason why he's late, it's been quite the interesting offseason for James Harden. Obviously, they lost to the Lakers in the second round of the NBA playoffs last season in five games. It was his first season back with his former teammate, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is now a member of the Washington Wizards, and James Harden has a new play, uh, a new teammate excuse me, in John Wall and Tyler. We can get your thoughts on that in a second as well as we, as we talk about James Harden and, and really the situation going on in Houston uh, since we didn't get to hear your thoughts last week on it. Uh, but anyway, earlier in the offseason, it was reported that James Harden had requested a trade to the Brooklyn Nets, and he was now late to Houston Rockets training camp after being spotted in Las Vegas, out and about. Uh, he was with rapper Lil Baby at his birthday party. Uh, I think he was at Dre's. He was at a couple other clubs. And this is all documented on social media, and it's been quite the talk on uh, NBA Twitter. Well, at least he made one good choice, going to Dre's. Yes, Dre's, I will say, is my favorite club in Vegas. Yeah, it is. I've been to a lot of clubs in Vegas, (laughs) and I think Dre's is by far my favorite. I saw 50 Cent at Dre's. It was quite the performance. You see, every time I would go to Dre's, though, I'd always see some washed-up performer. So the first time I went, I saw Fabulous. Okay. Hey, and, and no, he's, that's he's, not bad. He's good, but it's like at the time, you know. Hey, fifty cent performance. Somebody else. It was my twenty first birthday uh, weekend. Like, whole, me and my all my friends, we went to Vegas, got a table at Dre's. Fifty cent performed. He didn't come on to like one. He, They're always super late. Yeah, he performed for always. like an hour and a half though, and he brought out Akon. It was crazy. Oh, see, at least you got a double header right there. Yeah, it was dope. But anyway, back to James Harden. Uh, after being spotted in Vegas and uh, coming late to Rockets training camp, it's now being reported that he's made it known to the Rockets organization after earlier requesting a trade to the Brooklyn Nets that he would be okay with a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers who are now run by former Rockets general manager Daryl Morey or potentially a few other contenders around the league. On the other hand... There have also been reports that other general managers and officials and executives of other teams around the league have been anonymously telling insiders that they are absolutely furious with Harden's behavior, especially with 
the NBA season not taking place in a bubble this year and the fact that he is under contract until at least the uh, this upcoming season and the season after that. So he has a player option that he could opt into for the 2022-2023 season. So he's technically under contract for two more years, potentially three more years. So, Tyler, first I want to get your thoughts on the the situation with James Harden and, and what's happening down in Houston. Uh, well, I mean, obviously he's upset that he didn't get dealt already. Um, and he's kind of grasping at straws. The issue is, is now it's just, it's, it's loud and clear that he doesn't want to be there. And I think his value dropped. And now all of a sudden, I don't think the Rockets are going to get what they would have gotten, you know, a month ago. Um, you know, they probably could have got Simmons or Embiid or, you know, uh, what was the other, uh, may, you know, maybe maybe set him to the Nets. But now, now you got to look at a less of a deal because everybody else that's trading for Harden has all the leverage now. Basically, the Rockets and, and Harden both lost leverage and all this. And I think it's a mess. Like, Yeah, I don't think Rockets he's doing himself try. any favors. He, well, he's not because, I mean, he's – I don't think he's going to be able to land where he wants to. I don't think he's going to be able to play in Philly with Ben Simmons and Embiid or Kyrie and KD. I just don't really see that happening. He's going to end up being in a similar scenario that he is in Houston. You know? Well, and here's the thing. And he, and he might end up playing games for them. This might be a trade deadline, deadline deal. Oh, I, I so think like, he starts the season with Houston. Yeah, so in that regard, like, you know, depending on how pieces fall, We'll see where, you know, who wants to make a move. Maybe Golden State's rolling, you know, and they want to offer, you know, a bunch of stuff for him. You never know. There could be some unknown contender come in making a trade. But as far as him going to Philly, I don't think Brooklyn's going to happen anymore. I don't think it is um, either. And then, like, as far as Philly goes, like, I don't think that they're – I don't think they need to give offer Ben Simmons or Embiid anymore because they know he has to – you know, he wants to get out of there. So now what they can offer is pretty limited outside Simmons and Embiid. You know, it's probably so going to be really Seth Curry, Josh Richardson, and Tobias Harris. I mean. Poor. So so you just dropped off, you know, you went from maybe being able to get like, you know, a package deal from Brooklyn or maybe Ben Simmons and Embiid, and now you're looking at that package you just laid out. Yeah. So ultimately I don't think Harden uh, ends up at Brooklyn or Philly before the season starts, he ends up playing for Houston, and they ended up tra- they ended up trading him before the deadline. Well, and so he's good. He, I, I I think that he has every right to want to be out of Houston. He's just like handling it poorly, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. This is the the player empowerment era, and he like everyone has the right to choose where they want to work in America. Like, it, it if we're thinking about this in terms of this is a job, you can work wherever you so choose, technically. But James Harden, if you look at it with Houston, all of his quote-unquote demands of trying to to get him the help that he wanted and really has needed, even though it hasn't really amounted to anything, Houston has answered every beck and call. They got him Dwight Howard. They got him Chris Paul. They got him Russell Westbrook. Now it's like, I want to be traded but it's like, why? Like, 
it's not really being reciprocated. Like James Harden has kept them afloat, yes, but it's like he's really just handling this really poorly. Well, here's the thing though with Harden is that yeah, when they got him from OKC, he turned into that guy and he was he was a potential superstar. I think he's a very good player, but you've seen in the past though that he could just not advance to the finals. Well, and doesn't doesn't matter what kind of help they got been, him. He's been to the finals. He yeah, yeah, but, but but yeah, but he's he been to the finals with a better player in KD. He didn't get there himself. He, that's that's the issue. Well, he, he was the sixth man on that. He was team. the sixth man. He wasn't even the second option. Got, no, no, no and he was one of the reasons they lost got, that series. Exactly, because he, he well, tends to disappear he's all, in he's the playoffs. Also one of them, he's also he's his driving capability was also one of the reasons why they got to the finals. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Place. I mean. You know, James Harden's a bona fide superstar. This is no doubt. Maybe a top, not top five basketball player in the world. Maybe you know, like depending on who you ask. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a superstar, but years. but I, I don't think he, I don't think he wins he you a title. He's just you know, you could say should have could have would have all day. Like he, I think that you should have probably just been straight with him that he wanted. He should have been more more flexible. You know, not just Brooklyn only. You know, and he just played his cards wrong, and now he's kind of flailing and. Now both Houston is not going to get as good of an offer anymore, and and James is going to have to settle for not his first or maybe second option, which is Brooklyn and Philly. He's going to have to settle for a different option. It may work out for him. Who knows? But um, he's probably not going to be with the Rockets too much longer. Yeah. And to, to Jacob's point about uh, Harden and his style of play, it's, I always go back to – the Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady interview with Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols, where Kobe says he, he, it's like Kobe learned it the hard way. Like Kobe and James no, Harden's that's, what? That's not, that's not James Harden's issue though. You're talking about the style of play being like one guard at the top of the key isolation basketball and not being able to win. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does not win yeah, you a title. Yeah. But but that that's not James Harden. That's coach. That's coaching and personnel. That's GM. You know they put. But they, they, he had to do that for them to be competitive. Kobe his, even said that his coaching. But that's not, but the the Rockets head coach Stephen Silas comes from the Mavericks organization, and the Mavericks run a very similar style of offense for Luka Doncic. That is is very similar to what is gonna now be run in Houston. Or so it's like that's what. James Harden w- was apparently upset about. He wanted out because he he didn't want to play for Steven Silas. That was a report that came which, out earlier today. Which is why I can't say his style of play is I, – I can't say that's against him because he's the, his scoring capabilities are the only reason why the Rockets were relevant all these years. It's it's not his fault that you know, he's playing for D'Antoni or whatever system. They don't have a center. They don't have a second scoring option. Whatever year, whatever issue you want to pick. It's not James Harden's fault. James yep. Harden gets with the right right coach, right players, right system. He can play any type of basketball there is. He can play both guard positions. You know, uh, it's just we just got to see where he lands. He's not handling this correctly, but there's nothing on the basketball court this dude can't do. Yeah, see, my, my gripe is not with his play. Yeah, he's one of the arguably one of the best scorers in the league. That's no doubt. But I've always had a gripe with him in the playoffs. If you are that superstar, though, you are supposed to lead your team, and that means trusting teammates, and that means elevating them. So when he had Howard, that didn't work either. When he had Chris Paul, you saw how that ended. And this one year with Westbrook, it didn't get him anywhere. 
but here's okay. The... Well, I mean, you, you, those are I don't wouldn't say those are championship caliber, uh, you know, te- teammates. I mean, Chris Paul was aging. He's a six foot, you know, ball dominant guard, just like Harden is. With with Russell Westbrook, he didn't have a center, and Dwight Howard was had a busted back by that time. It's just I I don't know. I maybe I'm being defensive of James, but the dude can fucking hoop. He's he's blowing this right now. Yeah, and. I think more to the the story of how he's handling showing up to training camp and with the new protocols that the NBA is going through because they're not going to be in a bubble and other GMs and people around the league being rubbed the wrong way about this. I think that's also going to contribute to where he gets traded because I feel like a lot of teams aren't going to want to deal with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He's losing stock every day. You know, the, the Rockets' offer is going to get worse every week, uh, and James Harden's situation is going to get worse every week. Yeah. So, Jacob, do you think, like Tyler and I, that James Harden starts the season on Houston and, and they ultimately end up finding a deal later on down the road, or do you think James Harden gets traded before the season starts in two weeks? Well, I think the season is is fast approaching, so Very I don't fast. So I don't think I don't think he starts a game with a new team. I think he starts with the Rockets. Okay. My only issue, though, with that trade, that potential trade with the Sixers, though, is that if you're Philly and, like Tyler said, if you so you know help them, you you go through with it and you pull the plug on it. I don't know if if either of the picks of Simmons or um, Embiid is going to complement your roster because you just signed Cousins and you just traded for Wall. So that to me is a head scratcher of which guy you would want because essentially are you going to build around one of these new guys that you get from Philly? If I'm Philly, I think you try and pair James Harden with Joel Embiid. I think you have to give up Simmons, and I think if I'm Houston, I'm not taking anything less than Embiid or Simmons. Yeah, but but if yeah, you're but if you're Houston, if, for Philly. if if you're yeah, exactly. yeah, if you're Houston though, and you're trading Harden for somebody, you want Embiid. I'd, I mean, uh, I, I would want Embiid, yeah, but I, if I'm Philly, I'm trying to keep Embiid. So it's like that's where the negotiation has to come in. I don't think you have to give up Embiid or, or Simmons at this point, and you shouldn't at this point because well, Harden and, and that's where there. I agree with Tyler, where I think James Harden's stock is dropping, yes, and I don't think Philly right. would have to give up Embiid or Simmons. Well, his, his stock and the Rockets' stock, everybody knows the Rockets have to trade him, so they're going to keep offering him. You know, less than less. Yeah, because... They know that he's unhappy, you know? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's literally a very similar situation to Anthony Davis. You got to get Anthony Anthony Davis type of package back for hard, you know? They're they're just dropping the ball on this. We we talked about it a a couple of weeks ago. Look what uh, Drew Holiday went for. Yeah, crazy. (laughs) But, all right, speaking of Anthony Davis... Uh, the Lakers, uh, we'll, we'll get to Anthony in a second, uh, his teammate, uh, LeBron James, uh, it was my shout-out last week, uh, LeBron James agreed to a two-year $85.6 million extension, keeping him in a Lakers uniform until at least the end of 2022-2023. Uh, that means he will be with the Lakers for a total of at least five years. That surpasses the amount of time he was a member of the Miami Heat. Uh, and the 2023 offseason is the same offseason that his son, Bronny James, graduates high school. And if the one-and-done rule gets overturned, 
we could possibly see LeBron James try and figure out a way to sign with the team that potentially drafts his son. Um, this deal to me, uh, uh, and now that we're actually talking about it, I wanted to expand on it uh, last week. We just didn't have enough time, and that's why it was my shout-out. But uh, this deal to me, it reminds me of the two-year $48.5 million deal that Kobe got at the end of his career. Now, obviously, Kobe was at a, a different stage given the injuries that he had gone through, but this deal is a thank you deal for LeBron. And it's another example of the Lakers taking care of their own. And I can't stress enough how important that is. And honestly, the AD trade and him wanting to to be a Laker in general and LeBron wanting to come to the Lakers is in part thanks to that thank you deal that Kobe Bryant got at the end of his career and the fact that the Lakers take care of their own. And and like I mentioned when we started talking about uh, basketball on this episode, Thursday morning last week, I, I woke up to the news that Anthony Davis signed a five-year, $189.9 million max extension, and it's a, a four-year guaranteed contract with a with a player option for the fifth year, and the extension will keep Anthony Davis, a member of the Lakers, for at least two years past the expiration of LeBron James's newest ex- newest extension. And a lot of people were speculating that Anthony Davis might sign a one plus one or a two plus one, maybe even a three plus one, and to to give the Lakers more cap flexibility in the future. But he he went the full max, and the Lakers made that commitment to him, and he made that commitment to them. And I have full confidence uh, that Rob Palinka has a plan, and will make it all work to build around AD for the future. And he already has started to do that this offseason and that's why I have the confidence in him to to keep building this team for the future around Anthony Davis and and LeBron James really for that matter because we're gonna see LeBron James in, in a Laker uniform for at least three more years so Tyler what did you think when uh these two extensions were announced because li- like I mentioned with the Anthony Davis extension people were expecting a shorter term deal so that the Lakers could focus on upcoming free agent classes with stars that are attached to those free agent classes so what what were you thinking when it was announced he signed that full max extension well he's the man he's the draw so <laughs> i'm like I'm that like he's, he's like that yeah exactly and he is like that i mean he, it's not it's not like uh he got to play with lebron and now you know he's finally good no this dude was top five basketball player in the world before he got with LeBron. So uh, it doesn't, it, it's not surprising to me because he's the Lakers future. Um, like we covered before LeBron James became a Laker. It's just like, if you get LeBron, you have to take everything that comes with it. So this is, this is your guys' little window with LeBron as far as the Lakers go, but really their long-term vision is um, <clears throat> and Davis. He's going to be the guy that, attracts the next free agent, like you said. Um, so you just need to get him solidified. He wants to be solidified in Los Angeles. So it just it made sense. Um, 
and LeBron, you know, his his deal made sense too. Uh, it's it's cool to see that this is finally happening. Uh, as far as Bronny, you know, coming close to you know being NBA eligible. Oh yeah, he's LeBron setting it up. Still, and LeBron's still at his peak, so you know the the worry was is is Bronny going to be good enough, and is LeBron James going to be last long enough? And it looks like both are going to be true. Even if LeBron, even if Bronny has to go to a year of college or even two years of college, LeBron is still in his peak. He could easily play four or five more years. Yeah. So um, uh, that made sense too, because LeBron's going to set himself up for what LeBron's going to do. He's on his own legacy. Like I said, the Lakers just happen to be the team that have him right now. And you got to roll with it when you got him. Uh, And then he's going to do his thing afterwards. Who knows what he does, whether it's with the Lakers, with Bronny or something else. I mean, listen, realistically, who knows what Bronny James could look like as a prospect coming out uh, in the summer of 2023. The Lakers could have a second-round pick, and maybe he falls to them. He, LeBron might not have to go anywhere. He, yeah, and and I think that he is going to live in L.A. afterwards, you know? Oh, for sure. So he's not leaving like, anymore. If, so he's got another two years to evaluate his son's progression, and, you know, maybe his son falls – as a pro- now, this is not what I believe is going to happen. But no, I don't think it will. As a, maybe he falls as a prospect and he's a four-year guy. Then maybe Braun says, you know, I'm going to resign after these two years with the Lakers because I don't see my son being in the, in the NBA within the next two, three years. So we could get another Laker run with LeBron, but as of right now, just got to enjoy this uh, this chase at a three-peat before Bronny gets here. Yeah. Jacob, oh, I, well, sorry, real quick before Jacob shares his thoughts. That's exactly the immediate thing that I thought of, Tyler, was you brought it up right after they won the championship. It was like, you think this team is primed to three-peat, and that was before all the free agent moves. And yeah, that this just, I think, really solidifies that they're really trying to make a go at this for the long run. So, Jacob, what, what were you thinking uh, when we – or? when it was announced that these two extensions were official. Because uh, I know I brought up the LeBron last week. When, yeah, right when, before the show ended. Um, so what what were you thinking when you woke up and saw that Anthony Davis had also signed his extension? Well, I, I agree with you saying that I think a lot of people thought that he would sign, you know, a two-year deal just for that flex in the in the cap space. But they're, they're all in, like you mentioned, and I think it makes sense because you saw the final result this season. Yeah. It resulted in, in a title with LeBron. Before they even had AD, though, they were trying to build through the draft. That's just not the Lakers' style, though. That's just never not, has that's, been. That never has been their style, and it wasn't getting them anywhere. And you clearly saw that with LeBron coming over here, and they struggled after he went down. They just didn't have anybody to say, sustain that. And getting AD shows you that that really elevated the Lakers' status and all of their games, having both LeBron and AD. So now they settled for it for five years, signed LeBron. So I think it makes sense because now you're asking all these free agents, I would say mid, mid-market mid level, uh, like Wesley Matthews, and then people up and coming like uh, Montrose Harrell and getting a vet like uh, Gasol. You're asking these guys to take less money, and you're asking them to buy into a system and to a title run. And that's what I think you're going to be seeing for the next two years. Well, and it's, easy, and it's easy to buy into a system when you know you got two cornerstones and that they're locked down for the long term. Well, see, it also helps that that LeBron is the is the front runner of this team just because they know his playing style, how unselfish he is. And so when you play with him, 
you win, but you also get touches and you're involved in the game itself. You know, it's not a lot of isolation basketball with him. That's just never been his game. He's never been a scorer, but it's funny that he's right behind some of the greatest scorers ever on that. Number three, he's number list. three. So it's funny, but as a as a veteran player, you're signing your contract and you're willing to take less money because you're now on a contender and you now you have a legit shot at a title. Tyler, what were you going to say? I know you were going to hop in there for a second. Uh, no, I was going to make a smart-ass comment about Billy through the draft and that's what happens when you're out of the playoffs for seven years in a row. You, you know, you're in oh. the lottery seven years in a row. And Listen, those, well, those, those days are over. Yeah, those yeah. days are over. Lakers was, are NBA champions now. Well, and that, and you got to be – and also, you know, it's sad the way Kobe went down, but it's all a product of – we gave, you know, gave Kobe what he wanted his last couple of years. They weren't necessarily competitive. Well, so and that's and that's, that's also what I – That's how it works. Yeah, and that, and that's also what why I brought it up and I wanted to – to ask you guys like what did you did you think that this was a a kobe like thank you deal to lebron for bringing them back yeah no. it's, it's definitely uh, to me oh, I, to wait, me I think okay so jake hold on, hold on hold on jacob you say yes i say yes tyler you say no do i think that lebron's contract is a thank you contract similar to kobe's is that what you're asking is that the question yes no, yeah, no, not at all. They, the the Co- LeBron is in his prime. Kobe. No, I understand. Were, no, I understand like, that. But it's in the were, in the terms you know, of take- in the terms of the Lakers taking care of their own, and it's like, all right, LeBron got yeah. us back to the to the championship. I don't, I don't believe that the Lakers would be put themselves in the lottery for three years and give LeBron whatever coach you wanted and whatever veterans you wanted just to you know give him his last couple of years, like, give him what he wants. That's essentially what the Lakers did. They gave him Byron Scott, you know. Yeah. Uh, they weren't they, – they knew they weren't going to be in in real contention with Kobe all banged up and old like that. Uh, I don't see that, like, if LeBron uh, tore his Achilles, then signing him for three years after a torn Achilles. Do you? Or two years after – torn Achilles like yeah the Lakers gave Kobe that deal after a major injury late in his 30s that's like a thank you to the first 16 years that it's 17 years 18 years that you gave us LeBron's is just like thanks for being here right now yeah like yeah we're, we're happy to have you you know because we get to be part of LeBron's legacy whereas like Ant is Ant's like the franchise player yeah for LeBron sure picks LeBron picks and chooses where he stops and blesses people with his legacy, Chase, and Lakers just happen to have him right now. Yeah. Now, the the one other thing that I think is significant about LeBron's extension is the fact that he'll have been a Laker for longer than he was a Miami Heat. He like everyone always says that like Miami was his college and he was only there for four years. So that's like the perfect analogy of like four years that's that's how long college is for for most people it wasn't for me but hey that's another story for another day um, I, I thought well eligibility wise it's four years yeah four years eligibility exactly so i mean how significant do you guys think it is that he'll have been a laker longer i thought he's I thought, I thought two more years so that's four years total well no he had uh, Hold on, because I was looking at it last second, night. 
This was his second year on the on the team. Right. So then he opted in to his third year player option, which this was next season. season it, which is next season that gets negated. Wait. So one, two. No, because Bronny's a sophomore. So the next two years will be his junior and senior year. Oh, okay. So then I had my math wrong. So he'll be a Laker for four years and a Heat for four years. Yeah, which I, dude, I still think that it's like, you know, if Vegas were to come out with, with odds of who he signs with after those two years, Lakers got to be the highest odds. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a lot to bank on a sophomore being a, like going straight to the league out of high school. So LeBron might have to play somewhere a year or two before he figures out what Bronny does. It might not line up perfect. Yeah. And it also, it's, it's all got to depend on the one and done rule. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, either way, man, he I think he might be able to get more championships in his four years than Miami. Yeah, that's definitely possible. That he only be, got two down there. That could be good. Yep. But all right, uh, let's uh, let's hit the gridiron. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Great cash, homie. But they are all right so the playoffs for the tsk show fantasy football league start this weekend i know we haven't talked about fantasy football in a in a couple of weeks but first off just the fact that we got through a full fantasy football regular season uh is quite the treat uh we had contingency plans in place uh, for if the season were to have stopped or get interrupted or canceled abruptly due to the NFL season getting interrupted. But we didn't have to go to any of those contingency plans, right, Tyler? No, man. I, honestly, I didn't think this would – I didn't think it would go. As, Neither uh, did I, man. I, I didn't think it would be as complete. Now, it was thrown together. It was a, it was a crazy ride the whole season. It definitely um, kept us on our toes. Yeah. Everybody, our, our league was impressive as always with, you know, activity, waiver wire functions, trade activity. Um, Standings you know, was, were close again. Standings were close. A six and seven team made it, which is kind of like always my goal. I hope there's a six and seven team every year just because that's, you know, truly like 500. And I think that that means that, you know, it's pretty competitive across the board. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it, I'm glad we were able to finish it out and, I'm excited for the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, they start this week. I did not qualify for the winner's bracket, but Tyler did. So Tyler, what are you what are you looking forward to for the playoffs? Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna take it home for us, or uh... I'm trying. You know, obviously, I'm trying to take it home. Uh, all six teams are really good. I think any six, any one of the teams could win it. Uh, I got a bye. I was fortunate enough to get a bye week. So I'm chilling this weekend. Uh, no, no game. Yeah, um, you, no, no. Okay, you have a bye because you're in first place. First place. Come on, brag a little. Yep. No. Ten and three. Uh, no. I mean, it was a, 
I had a good year. I think Kyler Murray was kind of the big, uh, the big break as far as like my draft, you know, where I got him in the draft. I think I got him like eighth or ninth round. He was, he was a, a top three QB in fantasy points. He would have been number one if it weren't for all the turnovers. Um, so Kyler Murray, uh, shout out to Kyler Murray. I'm in my trade activity, you know, like I'm super aggressive with the trades. I've made a couple of big trades uh, that changed my season and I think put me over the edge. Yeah. So I think I can, I think I can win it. I'm just worried about my running backs coming in late. Um, they're kind of, you know, my top two are trending downwards. Uh, my third running back who typically plays the flex is trending upwards. So that's decent, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I need some big games for Kyler down the stretch. So you're, you're going to play the winner of Chad and Brett and then Jordan. No, I, play, I play, I play the lowest seed. Um, I play the lowest seed that advances. Oh, is that is that how it is? Sorry, I'm looking at it on on the app. I just the way the bracket it's, is. It's a, yeah, it's yep. So it's just like the NFL. So like the one seed, you know, I'll play if the five seed or the six seed play, I'll play them. Got it. Uh, you know, if if the three and four seed win, I'll play the four seed. Got it. Got uh, it. But, yep. So I play. But so you know, but really, it doesn't matter to me at all. I think. Um, with either one of these matchups, because like I said, all six of these teams got super strong, kind of like big three, big four uh, names on their team. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's, it's going to be definitely fun to see how the playoffs shake out. I'm, I'm obviously rooting for you, bud. Uh, Cause I, I want to keep, I want to keep the trophy down here in LA. Definitely going to throw, got to throw in a C-19 somewhere on the plaque for this year. Oh, I, I'm, I might even put an asterisk on it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't think – I think asterisks have gotten a, a, a negative a, a negative vibe due to, like, baseball. Yeah, but it definitely has a negative asterisk, connotation. An asterisk could mean it was tougher. You know? Yeah. It just means it was different. It just means it was a different circumstance. Yeah, there's just a little footnote. Yep. So, all right, before we get into the power rankings, I have to tell you about Fitness Ablaze Training Center. Located in Olympia, Washington, Fitness Ablaze Training Center provides clients with professionally designed fitness and or nutrition programs. They have all they have programs for all ages, athletic ability, and for anyone interested in improving their overall performance and quality of life. Program options include personal training, semi-private personal training, team and group training, nutrition coaching, and online slash remote coaching. TSK Show listeners can get either a seven-day free trial or 30% off your first month of training just by mentioning TSK Show. Enter promo code TSK Show at fitnessablaze.com to get either a seven-day free trial or 30% off your first month of training. That's promo code TSK Show at checkout from fitnessablaze.com. All right, Tyler, take it away with the week 14 TSK Show power rankings. This is getting tough, dude. I, I you know, all these teams are playoff teams. Um, yeah, dude, it, it, this was definitely a really tough power rankings. I feel like there's definitely some teams that, and especially in this back half, there's teams that are playing better than the teams I like. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough to rank them. But I'm going to start out at number 10 with Tennessee Titans. Um, they, had a, they had a big win, a big statement win. I thought they kicked Baltimore in the mouth. But losing to Cleveland, um, they've just been up and down all year. I've had them as high as five. I think I've had them outside the top ten. I really, you know, I know that their offense uh, is rolling and their coach is a defensive guy, but 
unless Derrick Henry's just dominating, they're really just not that scary to me um, as far as like a Super Bowl contender. Um, they're definitely not in the same league as Kansas City, so uh, and I don't think they're as good as the Pittsburgh, um, a Baltimore, or Buffalo. Uh, moving in at number nine, I've got the Baltimore Ravens coming off a win against Dallas that they really needed. Lamar Jackson looked good. I looked to see this team trend upward um, in the last, you know, handful of games in the in the season um, and be a really tough team to play in the playoffs of like Baltimore all year. Um, I know they've kind of struggled with their wins and their losses, but they're a team that Baltimore, I think, is going to put it together when it matters most. Um, now comes the NFC kind of pack that was really hard for me to judge because I really like all three teams. Um, so at number eight, I'm going to go with t- Tampa Bay. They're at number eight purely because they're coming off a bye and they're seven and five. Um, but ultimately, I think Tampa Bay is still a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I think teams are scared to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. Um, Tom Brady, obviously, and they they have so many new pieces. They've been uh, a work a, a work in progress all year long, and they they'll continue to be into the playoffs. I got number uh, coming at number seven. I got your L.A. Rams. Uh, coming coming off uh, a win against the Cardinals. I think that they're uh, really locked and loaded on defense. They're playing Ramsey and, and Donald are playing out of this world, all universe type of, and really almost two defensive player of the year candidates, you know. Um, but what I, I'm trying to use the word scary, and I just don't know if the Rams are scary due to a three-headed horse at running back, so you never really know who it's going to be. Um, you know, you shut down Cooper Cup, and it's like, or 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 you or you get the golf, and you really can you can beat up on this team. Uh, if their offense is kind of like keeping me from saying they're a top five team, I got my Seattle Seahawks right above them, take, taking a bat out to the Giants. But the good thing on the spin off of it was the defense, holding on the seventeen. I think that Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap really took our defense to the next level. Um, Russell had Russell. I really think the loss was on Russell. He didn't play well. Um, you know, he holds on to the ball, and and that's his gift and that's his curse. And and I think that New York definitely deserved that win. That was a bad L to take. Um, and then number five, you're such a homer. Buffalo. Hey, I I I know it was tough because the Rams beat Seattle, Tampa Bay. We're in I first like place. Seattle, but yeah, I like Seattle and Tampa Bay better. And you are in first place right now. But I, I definitely believe that Seattle's going to win the division by the end of the year. I definitely think Seattle's a scarier playoff matchup. And I think that they're more likely a Super Bowl contender just because of Russell Wilson. Um, we'll see come the end of the that, year. Hey, man, I put the Rams above Tampa Bay because I knew I was making a homer pick with Seattle. It really was like that. <laughs> but, those, but, those, but those three teams I really think are just right there. You know, I think that Green Bay and New Orleans have been playing a little more consistently throughout the year. Yeah, I feel you on that's that. Really, that the, but those are the names. You know, that, that, that's what it is. And you could definitely put the Rams above Seattle. I'm not going to argue it. They beat the Giants. They beat us. They beat Tampa Bay. So, um yeah, Homer pick at six and seven. I'll admit it. Uh, coming at number five, we got Buffalo. This is a team that has been really hard to judge, similar to Tennessee, because uh, Buffalo has played really well sometimes. They've had some bad losses, and they're a team I don't believe is that scary as well. Like 
they have a great defense. Josh Allen's played really well, but who are we really afraid of on that team? Are, are, do you really think that Josh Josh Allen's going to be that elite quarterback that is knocking on the door of being and win playoff games? Uh, that's really what, similar to golf in the playoffs. I think golf, Josh Allen, if those guys show up in the playoffs, this team's going to be – those teams are going to win football games. If not, they can get beat up. Number four, I got Green Bay. I wanted to play Green Bay ahead of New Orleans, but just purely due to the supporting cast, um, I put New Orleans at number three over Green Bay. Green Bay, Rodgers, I think it's I think Rodgers is it's him or Mahomes now, MVP. Uh, but they're just they're just Green Bay is limited with their with their weapons in Aaron Rodgers. It's been the same story all year. They're a top five football team, uh, but New Orleans is looking really good. I mean, we definitely know that it's like, I, you know, not to take a shot at Drew Brees, but we're starting to see how important Sean Payton in this system and how well-oiled machine it is. We got our sample size last year with Teddy Bridgewater. We got our sample size um, this year with Taysom Hill. They've allowed 28 points in the last three games with Taysom Hill. I mean, this is just a – I mean, New Orleans is just a stacked football team from top to bottom. Uh, coming at number two, I got Pittsburgh. I'm going to give them their L to, to D.C. You know, everyone's taking an L. They, they were the last undefeated team in the league. They're 11-1. and one. I'm still going to keep them at number two. I'm not going to drop them any. Um, they're, they're, I think, the best shot to beat Kansas City, but I still think Kansas City is the best football team in the league. Bones is the best football player in the league. Um, but I will shout out, you know, they came off a tough win against Denver, and Denver's defense, in my opinion, has played Kansas City better than any other team in the league. So uh, that's my top ten. All right. So why don't you run it back real quick, one through ten, and then we'll uh, get into picks of the week. So we're going to go Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, Packers, Bills. Uh, and then we got the homer picks at six and seven, Seattle, LA, take your pick. Eight, we got Tampa Bay. Nine, we got Tennessee. Ten, we go. Or nine, we got Baltimore. Ten, we got Tennessee. All right. So, Tyler, you weren't here last week, so I'll let you go first. Uh, what is your record overall, and how did you do last week? Uh, even I know you didn't pick on the show, but I know you made your picks uh, for the week anyway, yep. like you always do. So yeah, so last week I actually did well. I went twelve and four. Um, my season record now with twelve and four, which was a great bounce back from like when I went what five and ten the week before. Um, my total season now is uh, one twenty six and sixty six. Uh, and then last week, uh, week thirteen, I went eleven and four. Okay. Okay. Wait. So you went twelve and four? I th- I think it's twelve and three. Oh, sorry. I, I was telling you what I think you went twelve and three last week because there was only fifteen games because Tampa Bay and Carolina were on. Oh high. no 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 no! I, I'm sorry. I went um, eleven and four. Oh okay, eleven and four. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you're so, one twenty six and sixty six. Yep. And then this last week, uh, the the picks that I wasn't on the show for, um, I went eleven and four. Okay. Jacob, how did you do last week? I had a pretty good week, twelve and three. Okay. Yeah. So what? Uh, and then overall, one twenty-eight and sixty-four. Okay. Yeah. All right, one twenty-eight and sixty-four. Good. Yep. All right. Well, I also went twelve and three last week, and uh, my overall record is one twenty-nine and sixty-three. So I, I am in first place now, officially. For, for now. For now. Yeah. For now. And how many wins do you got, Jacob? Uh, one twenty-eight. 
I went from first to worst, man. Oh. That, that one that that one that five and nine or five and ten week really. Oh yeah, that really, one really screwed you. Yeah, that was a bad week. Yeah. So all right, let's uh let's get into this uh week fourteen, our picks of the week. The first game we got Thursday night football. It's actually tomorrow. We're we're recording this Wednesday night. Um we got the New England Patriots coming into this game at six and six. They are staying or have stayed here in Los Angeles, to my knowledge. Uh they played the the Chargers on Sunday. Uh, so they stayed here to play the Rams on a short week, the number seven team in the TSK show power rankings. Uh, the Rams coming in at eight and four. Uh, like I said, the Patriots, it's their second game in a row in Los Angeles. They shut out the Chargers 45 to nothing on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. I believe it was the Chargers' worst loss in franchise history. Uh, and then on the other hand, the Rams, they beat the Cardinals by 10. It was a solid game by Los Angeles. Aaron Donald got his 11th sack. He's now in second place in the league. He's one behind TJ Watt. And the Rams are in sole possession of first place in the NFC West since they currently have the tiebreaker over Seattle. But they still have to play Seattle and Arizona one more time uh, this regular season. So the NFC West is still up for grabs like Tyler and I were bickering about. Uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, but on a short week, uh, this game is very interesting. I didn't have a lot of confidence going into the matchup with the Cardinals based off of how the Rams had performed the week prior. And now being on a short week, even with the way that they performed uh, against the Cardinals, I'm very nervous about this matchup against Bill Belichick and the Patriots because the the Patriots put up a lot of points against the Chargers. Now, obviously, the Chargers don't have the defense that the Rams do. But, I mean, I, I got to go with the Rams to win this. But, I mean, I, I say it every week. When you go up against Bill Belichick, you never know what can happen. And when your team has to be the one facing him, you, you're always kind of skittish. So uh, I'm going to stick with the Rams, obviously. Tyler, what about you? I'm glad that you're still on the fence about it so I can push you over to the other side. No, I'm not going to the I'm Patriots, going, Tyler. I'm going I'm going with the Patriots. And, and, Buck Foster. And maybe, maybe this is my brain, you know, just wanting this outcome. But I truly believe that the matchup is really in favor of New England. You know, Jalen Ramsey is, is the second-best player on the defense. He's basically neutralized. I mean <laughs> – New England doesn't have a number one. So it's like, you know, he's probably going to play one side of the field. He probably isn't going to fall. He's not going to follow Jacoby Myers around. I don't Nikhil believe. Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, unfortunately, you know, his gift is, is part of these number ones. And uh, New England doesn't have a number one. So I truly believe they're going to put two, three bodies on Aaron Donald every play and run the ball against the Rams, try to control the pace. On defense, Bill Belichick is the master of game planning. We know that the team we've spoke about every week it goes it goes goes with golf. So uh, if they can keep keep golf off the field and when he is on the field, disrupt him with you know the exotic looks that Bill Belichick gives. I think I think New England's got a prime shot to uh, to get the upset, and I think staying in town only helps them because they're just every day you kind of get more and more comfortable with your with your surroundings 
Yeah, that was um, smart for them to stay on the West Coast. And I, I and, and, and this is going to be a great coaching matchup on a short week. So, you know, that I, I also think that that needs to be noted. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a, a battle of the minds for sure between Sean McVay and, and Bill Belichick. I, I'm very interested to see how the offense plays because New England's defense, they've been really ramping it up these past couple of weeks to get them back to 500. Yeah, I mean, New New England's played really, really well the last couple of weeks, and it's it's not surprising anybody. You know, you expected Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, um, all these guys to bounce back because they're the Patriots, and, and now they're back. And if I'm Buffalo and I'm Miami, I'm sweating because here comes Big Bro playing well at the right time, and and typically at this time of the year, you need a running game. You need a defensive football team. I think Cam brings a really good run game, and uh, Belichick brings a great defense. So, typically, those two things work out for you. All right, Jacob, break the tie. Who you got? Man, I'm. This one was tough for me too. I'm a little scared, but I got to go with the Rams. Yes, there you go. Yeah, golf. I think is what scares me because the he weeks, scares us every week. He does. Yeah, I tweeted it during the game, literally last week against the the Cardinals. I said. Why is Jared Goff so frustrating to watch? And this, I tweeted that in the first half, and then the Rams looked great in the second half and won the game. But it's funny, he's only been frustrating to me this season. It's just tough nah, it's to been, watch. Oh, no, it's been all. No, it's see, his I, whole haven't, I haven't really noticed it too much, but I think this season for me is just an eyesore when I watch him play because I don't know if I'm going to get like good Jared Goff or I'm going to get three picks, Jared Goff. Yeah. So, but, but I, I got to take the Rams. All right. Uh, starting off the Sunday slate, we got the Houston Texans coming in at four and eight. They lost to the Colts by six on Sunday. They're going to the Windy City to take on the five and seven Chicago Bears. They lost to Detroit by four. They've now lost six in a row. I got to go with the Houstons in this game. Uh, Deshaun Watson was visibly upset after losing to the Colts. Uh, T.Y. Hilton even came up to him after the game and like basically was like, "Pick your head up," like dapped him up, gave him some encouraging words, kind of thing. Uh, so I got I got the Texans bouncing back. I know it's tough losing two players uh, to suspension. So uh, it's it sucks for Houston. They they've had an up and down year, but going against Chicago, who's lost six in a row, uh, not many teams have had a worse year than Chicago. Only a few. Uh, so I I got to go with uh, Houston in this. Uh, Tyler, what about you? Going with Chicago at home, I just think uh, Deshaun's lack of target, like lack of weapons. I mean, Kiki QT is looking like his number one receiver. So uh, Chicago has a good enough defense to where I think they can neutralize Deshaun Watson and get, and get the dub. Jacob, I'm going with the Texans. All right, the next matchup is the Dallas Cowboys coming off the loss to Baltimore last night by 17. They're coming into their game against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati at three and nine. The Bengals are two nine and one. Uh, the Bengals lost to Miami by twelve. This is the Andy Dalton revenge game, so I'm I'm going with Dallas in this. Tyler, what about you? I like Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I gotta go with Dallas. They actually looked pretty good last night against the Ravens. Yeah, they didn't so look. They didn't look they, too they, bad. They didn't look. Yeah, they didn't look great, but they looked okay. Yeah. All right, the next matchup we got is the number one team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the 11-1 Kansas City Chiefs. They're going down to South Beach to take on the 8-4 Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs, they beat Denver by six on Sunday night football. 
Tyree Kill had two touchdowns that didn't count. One was ruled incomplete, uh, and it wasn't even challenged. Uh, but it was on the replay. He actually caught the ball, and no one even bothered to challenge it. And then the other one was called back because of a penalty, and he did a backflip into the end zone, and it was kind of disrespectful, but it was it made for a viral moment that looked pretty cool on the Internet. And then Miami, they beat Cincinnati by 12, and Brian Flores, their head coach, got in the mix uh, in the – middle of a mid-game scuffle uh, between the teams. So that was kind of a feisty moment during the game. But it, it was obviously, I think, a, a good moment for the players to see that their coach has their back no matter what. Uh, although they had that moment, uh, I don't think it's going to be any sort of rallying cry against the 11-1 and Chiefs. Uh, they're just the, the much better team at, at this point in time so i gotta go with the chiefs in this matchup tyler what about you yeah kansas city all the way jacob yeah i don't see them losing this game all right the next matchup we got is the arizona cardinals coming in at an even six and six they're going to the east coast to take on the new york giants coming in at five and seven the cardinals coming off a loss against the rams by 10 points like we talked about a little bit ago and then the giants they're coming off the huge win over Tyler's yeah. Seattle Seahawks by five. I've been wait. I've honestly been waiting a few days to talk about this just because the Rams had beaten the Giants. The Rams had beaten the Seahawks. The Giants then beat yeah. the Seahawks. And the Giants are now first place in the NFC Beast. That's right. I said okay. NFC Beast. Huh? I'd like to, uh, huh? no? to say that huh? we beat the team. I'd like to say we beat the teams you lost to, uh, just to point that out. So yeah, well, we can we can we can go loop de loop all night. We could, but uh, I I would like to say I think I was the first person to come up with the NFC beast mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, was, you may be the first, but I still think all those teams suck in that division. It doesn't matter what you <laughs> name what, them, beast, well, it least. Was, it was just, does not matter. What an incredible! What an incredible win! I mean, Colt McCoy traveling to Seattle. Yep. I mean, oh God, no Saquon. I mean, that's just a horrible loss to take. And I mean, the defense, the defense did everything they could. I, I, it's just the offense couldn't get it done. And I got to shout out the hometown kid, Darnay Holmes, uh, Calabasas High School alumni, UCLA Bruin, uh, former football player for the UCLA Bruins. He got his first career uh, interception for the Giants on Russell Wilson. And it was his mom's birthday on Sunday, so that was a cool little birthday present he could give to his mom for his hey, first Russell's career interception. Nice. You know, Russell's always being too nice, <laughs> giving people gifts like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll we'll go with that, Tyler. But back back to this game. Uh, I got Arizona winning this game on the road. Um, I think they're a better team than the Giants, and I I think that. Uh, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins will be able to have a bounce back performance after, uh, I think, a lackluster performance in their eyes. Even though DeAndre Hopkins did get a touchdown uh, against the Rams, I think uh, they were expecting more uh, out of themselves in that game. So I got the Cardinals winning. Tyler, what about you? I got the Giants winning this game. Uh, Giants are on on one of the longest winning streaks in the NFL. Arizona has been stumbling the last four games. Uh, I'm really excited to see Bradbury versus DeAndre Hopkins, um, arguably uh, top three at their position on each side of the ball. 
And, you know, I'm going to go with the team that's playing well that just beat my Seahawks because they've got a weapon to neutralize DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, I'm going to roll with the, the team that's playing well over the team that's playing bad. I'm going with the Cardinals on this one. The Giants are interesting actually coming into this week, but I think they're better than most people actually think they are. But I still got to ride with uh, Murray and Hopkins. All right. The next matchup we got is the Minnesota Vikings coming in at 6-6. Six and six. They're going down to Tampa Bay to take on the number eight team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the 7-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Vikings, they beat Jacksonville by three in overtime They've won five out of their last six after starting the season one and five. And then Tampa Bay, they're coming off the bye. Unfortunately, uh, I know I just mentioned that Minnesota has been rolling, winning five out of their last six. I think it's going to be five out of their last seven. I think with uh, a week off, Tampa Bay has given themselves a chance to a, get healthy because, let's be realistic, nobody's 100% healthy at this point. So any any chance you get a, a week off this late in the season, I think players are are relieved uh, at that notion. And then just the fact that it's uh, a lot of pieces on that team's first year together. So just that uh, a week off and a chance to, to get that cohesiveness back uh, together, I think that will help Tampa Bay. And I think they're a better team than Minnesota. So I got Tampa Bay winning this. Tyler, what about you? I got Tampa Bay winning. This is a, this is a game they, they, they cannot come out flat. No, they uh, need to win this Minnesota, game. Because Minnesota definitely has the capability to win this game. But I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, like you said, coming off the bye, having all the preparation. And uh, also with the Buccaneers, I look for Leonard Fournette to become kind of more of a, more of a factor in the last four games um, just because I think it becomes a running, you know, the running game becomes more and more important at this time of the year, December and January. So um, I like Tampa Bay to win and I like to see Fournette become a a bigger part of the offense. Yeah. I got to go with the Buccaneers on this one. I've this, this game to me is important for them because we're heading into the playoffs and they've kind of had some, some rough couple weeks in the past. And so I think what better time than now, than to get it together and put together a little run and some momentum heading into the postseason. And listen, I think with Tom Brady being at the the center of this team, I think coming out of the bye this late in the season, I think he's expecting to win out. Like that's 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 the goal, I think, in his mind, to set the tone for the playoffs and the run that they they are supposed to and have been expected to make. Yeah, which it's tough for this Buccaneers team and especially for Brady, too, because it's frustrating because some of these losses, they're they're close, but then they've had blowouts, too. And so you're kind of scratching your head thinking, what's what's the issue? What do we need to fix? And so I think this is a game where you can really pick up steam heading into the postseason. Definitely. All right. The next matchup we got is the Denver Broncos coming into the matchup uh, with the Carolina Panthers at four and eight. Both teams are four and eight, actually. Uh, Denver lost by six to Kansas City on Sunday night football. And then Carolina, they're coming off the bye. I got Carolina winning this game. Uh, I think even with the first-year head coach, Denver has had such an up-and-down year that I think just with Teddy Bridgewater being a better quarterback than any quarterback on Denver's roster, in my opinion, uh, gives Carolina the edge. So I'm going with the Panthers. Tyler, what about you? Going Denver. Jacob. 
Uh, I got to go with the Panthers on this one. All right. The the next matchup is the number 10 team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're going down to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Titans, they're 8-4. and four. Jaguars, they're 1-11. and 11. The Titans, they're coming off a loss to the Cleveland Browns. They couldn't complete the comeback uh, against Cleveland after being down, uh, I believe it was 38-7. to seven. Uh, And then Jacksonville, they lost to Minnesota in overtime. Uh, I got Tennessee winning this game. Uh, but, Tyler, I do agree with what you were saying about Tennessee in the power rankings, that they're, they're not really a scary team. And, and really, the, the offense goes... Uh, similar with the Rams, with the offense going the way Jared Goff goes, the offense goes with the way Derrick Henry goes uh, in Tennessee. So uh, they they don't really uh, move the needle too much for me. But uh, I have them winning this game anyway. Tyler, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I got them winning against the inferior product. Yeah. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, Titans all the way on this one. All right, the next matchup is the Indianapolis Colts going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Colts coming in at eight and four. The Raiders coming in at seven and five. Colts coming off the win over the Houston Texans. And then the Raiders winning on that Hail Mary against the Jets. And uh we'll we'll get into the Jets in a second when we talk about their game uh against the Seahawks. But uh real quickly, I got the Colts beating the Raiders on the road. Tyler, what about you? Got the Colts. Jacob. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts on this one too. All right, uh, the Raiders' last opponent, the New York Jets, they're going to Seattle. Uh, and I believe the stadium in Seattle is no longer can be referred to as the link. Am I am I right about that, Tyler? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's super, super dumb. I wish they would I wish they would just have kept the link because the clink was cool. And then, you know. Now it's basically Seahawks Stadium to me. What what is the what's it what's not, the official I'm title? Even, dude, I'm not even sure. Oh, it's, it's, hold on, I'm gonna look this up because I want to get it right. It's Seahawks Stadium, I believe. <laughs> Lumen Field is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's funny. That all, all the words I was thinking of were so far off of that. <laughs> all right, so the Jets they're going up to Lumen Field. Uh, to take on. That's just horrible. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. They got to they got to get rid of that. Oh goodness. So I just I I just sat here and shook my head. I I I don't even have anything to say to that. <laughs> so all right. Well, I mean, dude, Century Link was bad too. We just were able to like you come shortened up with a cool it. Nickname. Yeah, you came yeah, up with a cool can, nickname well, for it. But it's like, fuck. There's not a lot of option with Lumen. <laughs> No, there's really no there's, option. There is no in. wiggle room there. Uh, so anyway, the Jets, they're going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, the number six team in the TSK show power rankings. The Jets, they're the lone winless team still in the NFL. The Seahawks, they're eight and four. The Jets, they lost to the Las oh. Vegas Raiders. On the last play, they ran an all-out blitz, uh, a cover zero, as they call it. Uh, and the... Raiders were able to complete the Hail Mary, and Henry Ruggs scored the game-winning touchdown. And the next morning, it was announced defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, Greg Williams, was fired. <laughs> and so my my heart goes out to all the Jets fans. Shout out John Ramirez. Yeah, one of our own coworkers. Every Monday I, I come into work, 
He's I, happy when and, they lose. And I see him. He's all in on the tank for Trevor. Uh, yeah, I think the first three games, you could just see the dissatisfaction in his in his face and his morale. But after that week three, uh, though, acceptance he's really I, set I, in. I think that's the the first part is is the acceptance. Is now he's he's sitting there and he's happy that they're losing, and just the way they're losing, they're not. You know, nothing is a surprise anymore. You really couldn't have wrote it any better in a script with how they lost. That's, but that's classic, though. That's that sums up their season. And everybody, Absolutely. everybody, came out the next day, and all the former players, all those and like former players now turned analysts, they all came out and said, like, how did he get away with that? How did nobody at the the line of scrimmage change the play like on the field, like call an audible? How did the head coach? How did Adam Gase not say on the sideline? Greg, like, no, we're not running that. Like, I'm calling a timeout. Switch the play. Like, and Tyler, you might be able to to tell us better because you you played football in an organized fashion, and and I didn't. I I'm, I don't think Jacob, you did. No. Yeah. So, Tyler, you may be able to tell us better what happened in that situation, but I mean, the the football world was at a loss for words. I've got. I've got I mean, I think I know exactly what happened. It makes it makes perfect sense. I think what makes sense is probably what happened. Obviously, I don't know what happened, but did he sabotage himself to to get out of the job? Dude, I was saying before that even like the the last like giving them the ball back. I was just like they're they fucked up like trying to win the game, you know? Like I was like, oh my god, how'd they do this? Like they they're they're fucking up like Trevor. I was like, but they're so good at like losing. Like there's like Adam Gates has been so good at losing acting like he's trying to win like the three of the last four weeks have been like miracle last minute like losses they're doing such a good job at losing and such a good job at tanking and i think that everybody knows they're not coming back i think you're and so basically the d coordinator greg williams was the scapegoat he knew he wasn't coming back they knew they had to lose that game uh especially because jacksonville was looking like they were gonna they were gonna lose too um, yeah, and and so the players know what's going on. I think the whole organization knows what's going on. They're they're losing. They're tanking. That's what's that's what I think. What you think is happening is actually happening. They they are trying to lose games. The only reason you run that, um, which is the cover zero, which for the non football person, you know, person that's just basically no help over the top. Receivers are one on one all across the board. Um, and the quarterback can just hunk it downfield. The receivers typically can can beat a one-on-one coverage. Uh, now, to throw a stat at you, I, I, I found a stat that will make you understand that this was done on purpose. Is like it the one? No, was it the ESPN stats and info one that I retweeted? I don't know. Maybe this, they they showed this one shortly after the game, so it might be the same one. So so be patient with me here. I'm sorry if it, if it is, but. Since 2004, okay, at, at, in the situation where a team is 40 yard, at least 40 yards away from the end zone, the team is at least it's a four to eight point lead, so they're down four to eight points, and they're and there's less than 15 seconds left. Yep, in the it, game. that's the so, stat, Tyler. Now, at, there's been 251, I think it was situations like that. That was the only time that someone rushed six or more people, and they rushed seven. Yeah. But no one had ever even rushed six before. Since 2006. That, 2006 it was? Sorry. Okay. No, so, you're good. And, but in the last 251 situations, um, 
they were the only team to run that defense. I think it shows you clear intent, and almost they should be almost be in trouble for it. I mean, Greg Williams was fired. It's going to be fine. Like they're not going to. There's not going to be any more investigation. But that's like that's shitty. You know, they they lost on purpose. Like, there's nothing you can tell me that. I, I knew it instantly. Like as soon as I saw that play snap, it was like, oh my god. Like they just, you know, I was like screaming. I was like, it's like cover zero. You know, throw the ball downfield, and sure enough, it's like touchdown win. Yeah. It's it's just like the exact opposite. And I think that like if you're a basketball person, this would be the equivalent of like being down one. The other, you're on defense. There's less than 24 seconds to go, so there's no shot clock, and you just play for a steal instead of like fouling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you'll just let the clock out. You'll just let the clock run out. Um, you're not going to foul. You're just going to go for a steal. It's just like, it's the exact opposite of what you'd want to do in that situation. No, it, you know it's, I mean? li- it's, just, it's like, it's coaching one on one. Yeah, they're, they're so good at losing. And I think they all knew that they're going to lose their jobs. Um, and Greg Williams is going to be able to find a job. So he's just a scapegoat. They're all in on it, you know? Yeah. So, all right. On the, on the other side, they, obviously, I'm picking Seattle to beat, beat the. <laughs> obviously, I'm picking Seattle to beat the Jets. Yes, uh, well, we at, are at this as well. rate. Do the Jets win a game this no, year? No, I don't think they do. They they shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I can never bet on a team not winning because it's just like the odds of it. And almost they might need to just to make it not look so bad. I mean, it's just evident of what they're doing. Yeah, but no, and. Uh, back to the Seahawks real quick. You you brought it up, Tyler, a little bit ago. Russell's turnovers are an issue, and I I, w- I wanted to point out the stat. Uh, I saw it on ESPN Stats and Info. This is uh, that game against the Giants. It was the third game this season where Russell Wilson has thrown an interception and lost a fumble. That's the most such games he's had in a single season in his career. He previously had two such games in 2013, and that was his second season in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so all three of those games were losses. Yes. Uh, we have four losses for the year. Um, so, I mean, and I definitely, after every single one of those games, I said, Russell has lost again. So yes, you have. This year, Russ, so that's three times this year Russell's lost his football games. Now, as a Seahawks fan and a football person, I don't. Just, I just don't care. I'm not worried at all. It, it, it's bad games. I think Russell has shown me nothing but his ability to win when it really matters. They, they, they played down to their opponents a couple of times this year, but I'm just not worried about it in the long stretch. I don't believe that he's going to fumble the ball and throw a pick in the, in, in prime time games when it really, really matters. Um, so yeah, it sucks. He's lost us three games uh, this season, but he's also won us eight. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not tripping. It's, it's, he's a human. He's, he might not get the MVP this year. Uh, due to those games so that's kind of what he's losing out on but it's it's no chink in the armor to us to me and it's no reason to panic you're probably the most level-headed Seahawks fan I know about this situation well because when you when you're just like over analyzing that's like all you're following you're going to be dramatic both ways but you have to understand it's a a 16 game season Uh, we got to win a couple games in the playoffs you got to win a Super Bowl it's a long process and We've had consistently the same coach, head coach, the same quarterback, um, and basically 
the same foundation as far as like being competitive and professional and being a free agent uh, destination and all that, uh, being active in the draft, being active in trades that I, I trust the process. <laughs> I, tr- I trust, I trust John and Pete um, off the field and I trust Russell on the field. All right. So uh, we're all on Seattle for that game. The next matchup we got is the number four team in the TSK show power rankings, the green Bay Packers. They're going to Detroit to take on their division foe, the Detroit Lions. The Packers, they're nine and three. They crushed Philadelphia over the weekend. And then Detroit, they're five and seven, coming off the win over the Bears. I got Green Bay winning this game. Tyler, what about you? Definitely got Green Bay winning. Jacob? Yeah, I have Green Bay. All right. The next matchup we got is the New Orleans Saints, uh, the number three team in the TSK show power rankings. They're going to Philly to take on the three eight and one Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints, they are ten and two. They just beat the Falcons. Uh, I'm sorry, Austin. Uh, my boy Austin Rapom. I shouldn't have picked against the Saints last week. I I picked the Falcons in an upset, and that was that was dumb. Uh, but uh, Philly, they lost to Green Bay. They announced that Jalen Hurts is going to be the new starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. What is going to happen to Carson Wentz? Because you can't trade him. He he's got too much dead money associated to him that would go against the cap the next two years. So. Uh, what happens in Philly, Tyler? How about this? I got something crazy for you. Uh-oh. I'm listening. You ready? You ready? Trade with Denver that includes Vaughn Miller, where the money comes from, and, and, and another piece or draft picks. Interesting. So we got Bradley Chubb who's playing exceptional football. Their defense has played well, even without Vaughn Miller. He's coming off of an ankle injury. He's big money. At, I mean, I believe the contract he's on now was the highest at the time yeah. for a defensive player. Sounds about right. Uh, they've forever been in need. They're forever looking for a quarterback. John Elway has made the wrong move multiple times. This is the wrong move. So it makes sense why he would do it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Denver is kind of a Carson Wentz atmosphere to me. If he's playing well, you know, throw the ball downfield. North Dakota ain't um, that far it, from Denver. North, it, it's a cold weather kind of, you know, tough toughness style of football. So that's funny. You um, said it was the wrong move, and that's why John Elway's going to make it. I thought you were going to correct yourself and say no, it's the right move. But you're right. John Elway has made all the wrong moves. So and Carson it's, Wentz it's hasn't another, panned out. And it's another Osweiler, Flacco, Drew Locke, <laughs> Trevor Simmons. I love Simmons. it. I love it, Tyler. Yeah, You're I genius. Think, I think that I think that they. This is so far off from happening. But if I were to write a fan fiction, I think that that's what that's what happens with Wentz. And more, the moral of the story is Wentz's time is over in Philly, as far as the franchise guy. Yeah. No. I mean, I love it. I, I'm all in on this. Wentz to Denver for Vaughn Miller. How, let's let's figure out how to how to make this happen. But yeah, I mean, you could even throw in one of those quarterbacks with the deal. You know, if Philly wants it, if if Philadelphia yeah, have wants Drew have Drew Lock back up Jalen Hurts. Drew. Yeah. I mean, who, who? What do they got? Ripping and Ripping and Bortles. Yeah. And so Bortles Bortles probably isn't signed anything. So you got Ripping or you got Lock. You can throw. Uh, in the deal with Vaughn Miller. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, this week, though, uh, in the present, I got New Orleans winning. What about you, Tyler? 
I like New Orleans winning. I'm super excited to see uh, Hurts play football for the Eagles as a starting quarterback. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, I knew that moment was coming after that that last game with Wentz, but uh, I'm taking the Saints on this one. All right, the next matchup is the Atlanta Falcons coming here to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Falcons are four and eight. The Chargers are three and nine. Uh, I know I picked them last week and they lost. Uh, they lost to New Orleans, uh, but I got to pick them again. The Chargers they got shut out by the Patriots, forty-five to nothing, and somehow. Anthony Lynn's job won't be evaluated until after the season, the team came out and said. But uh, I just – I can't pick the Chargers. Literally, this game is between two teams. You just can't pick this season to win a game because you never know what team is going to show up. And by me picking the Falcons, that means the Chargers are probably going to win, but I'm going to stick with the Falcons. I hate Falcons games. <laughs> Who do you have winning this I game? Like uh, I have the Falcons winning this game, but only because the Chargers got completely embarrassed last week. Oh, absolutely embarrassed. At th- I like the Falcons. They're playing well under the new coach, Green Morris, uh, the interim coach, I should say. And I, Well, I he's like getting consideration like, for the permanent job. Which is great. So I like Atlanta in this win, and I think it's, it's dope that the Chargers are going to roll with Anthony Lynn because I think that's a professional move. Uh, obviously, some other guy is not going to give you a better chance to win. You're not really playing for anything. Uh, and so just, like, make this this transition out of this year as smooth as possible. And then you're able to help Anthony Lynn find a job after this because you have a good relationship. Yeah. All right, the next matchup is the Washington football team. They're going up to the Bay. Well, not to the Bay because the 49ers can't play in the Bay because of COVID restrictions. They're actually going to Arizona. Uh, to take With on COVID is way way worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, uh, in that county, than Santa Clara County, funny note. Yeah, it's I, this. It's a whole mess. But the San Francisco 49ers are technically the home team. Both teams are five and seven. Obviously, the Washington Football Team. They're coming off probably their best win of the year, the upset over the Steelers uh, by six in the first Monday Night Football game uh, this uh, past week. And uh, they are second place in the NFC Beast. And the 49ers, they're coming off a loss to Buffalo in the second Monday Night Football game uh, for Week 13. They lost to Buffalo by 10. I actually got the Washington football team getting their second win in a row. Tyler, what about you? Yep. uh, I I like D.C. getting the win. San Francisco is facing a lot of adversity, and I believe this is the first time Alex Smith is playing against the Niners. Uh, because oh, Alex Smith revenge game. We get two revenge games this week with Andy Dalton I, and Alex Smith. I'm not 100%, but I mean, you know, he went to an AFC team, Kansas City, after San Francisco. So I don't think they play. Odds are they didn't play. Yeah. And then, you know, he sat out the last couple of years in D.C. So I, this might be his first opportunity to, to play against the Niners since, since being a Niner himself. All right, Jacob, who you got? Uh, see, this was another tough one for me. Uh, ooh, Really tough. Yeah, I have to go with the Niners. I liked Washington last week, and it was surprising. Great story that they beat the Steelers and finally gave them their first loss. But I think the Niners defense, is something about that Niners defense that I just I can't bet against. All right. The, the next matchup we got is uh, the no longer undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the number two team in the TSK Show Power Rankings. They're going to take on the number five team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Buffalo Bills. Pittsburgh, they are 11-1. and one. 
they had their first loss of the season against the Washington football team on Monday Night Football. Uh, Buffalo, they are 9-3. and three. They beat the 49ers on Monday Night Football by 10. I got Buffalo actually winning this game. Uh, Pittsburgh, their defense is banged up. It did look – it looked okay against Washington, but obviously Washington scored more points. They won the game. Um, and I don't know. I mean, something about Pittsburgh's offense, and I know I've been the one championing them here – on the TSK show this season, uh, but something against that Bills defense uh, scares me. So, I mean, I got to go with Buffalo in this win. And, Tyler, you said that Buffalo is similar to Tennessee where you don't think they're scary and you, you don't really think they have that it factor, I don't think. But I think Stefan Diggs helps them in that fact, especially with the way he's been playing this season. That connection with him and Josh Allen has been – really one of the the best quarterback wide receiver connections in the league uh this year but i i definitely see what you're talking about uh with the similarities in tennessee and buffalo just given the other competition in the afc but i I think they sneak one out against pittsburgh here what about you tyler i think pittsburgh wins this game uh i think that this would be a good good game to watch as far as what the AFC playoff picture is going to look like. Buffalo, I think, is really blessed to be able to play them right now because it's going to be a measuring stick of what Buffalo is going to be able to do in the playoffs. Uh, they've, they've had some really big wins this year, but they've also had some really bad losses. Um, so Buffalo's got a lot to learn in this game, whereas Pittsburgh's got a lot to lose. Um, and, I, and I just think that they're going to come out and, and get the job done. More sure. weapons than Buffalo. Jacob? Yeah, see, this is where I think Buffalo, if they they need this win to show that they're a legit team, which I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a legit team, uh, but I still have the Steelers winning this one. All right, and that's the Sunday night matchup. For Monday night, we got an AFC North battle between the second and third place teams in the AFC North. The number 10 team in the TSK Show Power Rankings the 7 and 5 Baltimore Ravens they're going to Cleveland to take on the 9 and 3 Browns and I was honestly surprised Cleveland wasn't in your top 10 Tyler uh especially coming off the win over Tennessee they were up 38 to 7 at one point and the Titans couldn't complete the comeback and then Baltimore they're coming off the 17 point win over Dallas obviously there was some drama before the game with Des Bryant uh, getting informed he tested positive for COVID right before the game but the game still went on and there was a lot of questions with how the NFL handled that situation Uh, but as they say the show must go on and and the game was played somehow um, and Baltimore ended up winning this game on Monday night though between the Ravens and Browns is really really interesting to me I'm really excited that it's the Monday night game and it's it's going to have its own uh, spotlight, really, uh, in prime time uh, because everybody loves a good AFC North battle uh, like this. And I think ultimately the Ravens are going to get it done and get the win on the road. I know Cleveland's been rolling, but uh, it just seems like this uh, this season's been a little too good to be true. Uh, for Cleveland, so I think Baltimore squeaks one out on the road. Tyler, what about you? Well, first of all, 
it was tough for me not to have him in my top 10. I tried to look at this from an honest perspective. I honestly, you know, I use the word scary. It's like, as far as like Buffalo, um, Los Angeles Rams, Tennessee Titans, if Cleveland's matched up with them, I think they're going to beat those teams. And, and I also think they're going to win this game against Baltimore on Monday night. Cleveland is super dangerous to me. I'm, I'm just trying not to be too much of a love-hate guy, you know. Like Tennessee, uh, Los Angeles, Buffalo, those, they've all had just as good, probably better, more established seasons than Cleveland. But Cleveland is right there. They're a dangerous team. Tons of weapons on offense. Two of the, two of the best running backs in the game. Maybe the best two-headed monster um, running attack in the NFL. You know Baker's electric. He can throw his way into a loss. But he can throw his way into a win too. So um, I got Cleveland coming in uh, and on Monday Night Football and getting a dub against Lamar and Baltimore, really establishing themselves as an AFC North power. Jacob, who you got in this game? See, I almost took the Browns on this one because they did surprise me in last week's game against the Titans. Um, but I don't know. There's something about this Ravens team. Their defense is still pretty good, I think, and I think that they give Mayfield a hard time in this game. So Ravens, it is. All right, that uh that wraps it up for Week 14 picks of the week. Uh, I forgot to ask you, Tyler, when we were talking about NBA real quick, and and we'll we'll get out of here on this. But what were your thoughts when Russell Westbrook got traded for John Wall? Since we we didn't get to hear your thoughts last week on it. Uh, I'm super happy for both dudes individually. You know, like I think it's a fresh start for both of them. Uh, it's similar to like the Stafford Matt Ryan trade I always talk about. Yeah, it's like give give both guys a new a fresh situation. Um, and you know, as far as John Wall gets to be back with Boogie and and be in a place that wants him, uh, a fresh start, a new scenery. And then as far as the Wizards go, man, this is a playoff team and a good Eastern Conference team. I mean, Russell. Russell Westbrook bad Beal is going to be a problem in the East. They're going to they're going to be tough, uh, and then guys they have great forwards with guys like Bertrand and Rui Hachimura. Uh, so uh, and they and they drafted well. They got a good European prospect in Danny Abvida, um, or or I don't know if I pronounced that right. Abdia. But I really Abdia. I really like Washington this year. Uh, I'm really happy for both dudes, but. I think ultimately team wise Washington won that trade. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right. Uh you guys got any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh yeah, man. So I'm just gonna shout out a couple couple of my Seattle homies that are struggling right now. It's been a tough year. Doug Peterson, Eagles head coach. He's still a Super Bowl champ. <laughs> uh, I thought you uh, actually yeah. meant real I thought you meant like actually people you were friends with for a second. Oh no, these are well. <laughs> These are my peeps. Doug Peterson, Eagles coach, obviously been a tough, tough year for the Eagles. He's still a Super Bowl champ. Kellen Moore been a tough job, been a tough job to call plays for the Cowboys this year. Uh, tons, tons of losses on the offensive line. Dak obviously goes down, uh, but Kellen's still the winningest college coach ever, and holds a bunch of uh, passing records in Washington high school football. And then lastly, man, Nate Rob. I know Nate oh. Rob's hurt right now. Oh. I know he's hurt right now. So. Uh, but he's still a three-time dunk contest champ and a dual-sport athlete, played football and basketball in the Pac-10. So shout-out my guys from Seattle. Uh, I was so disappointed in Nate, Rob. 
Yeah, that's no, obviously, obviously that was horrible. So shout out my guy, man. He's still he's still a champ. Yes, sir. Jacob, you got a shout out before we get out of here? No, not this week. All right, I'm shouting out new uh, UCLA athletic director Martin Jarmond uh, for getting UCLA a new apparel deal with Jordan Brand. The new deal was announced yesterday. UCLA was previously with Under Armour, and there's actually some legal stuff going on with the separation uh, of the school from Under Armour, and it's actually getting kind of nasty. But signing with Jordan Brand is huge for UCLA, in my opinion. They were an Adidas school for as long as I can remember growing up uh, in my lifetime, and then... Under Armour came in, and I just felt like ever since Under Armour was associated with UCLA, everything just went downhill. So I just think this is going to do wonders uh, for the UCLA athletic program, especially with recruiting, because everyone knows getting access to free Jordans is always a nice perk. And it came out, actually, that UCLA actually lost basketball recruits due to their affiliation with Under Armour so I'm really excited about this new partnership between UCLA and Jordan Brand and it's it's cool that uh, UCLA and Jordan are, are partnering up uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to get to rock some UCLA Jordan merch so uh, yeah Tyler what did, what did you think about that did you see that obviously I didn't see that that's dope obviously I'm in favor of it yeah definitely I knew you would be so all right, with you can that, get all those you can get all those Nike recruits. Yeah, exactly. So with that, that wraps up this episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholki, and at Jacob Double underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.